0: Robert Weapons Company, Cap platoon, Hunter 5. But Darren Slaughterbeck,
1: Weapons Company, 2005 until 2009.
2: Matthew Campbell, Cap platoon, Hunter 1, 04 to 05. Gavin Scutton, Golf Company,
3: 2005, Iraq deployment to Pelusia. I switched over to Map 1, Weapons Company. We'll Sergeant Eric Morante, 27 Fox Company to 2007.
4: William Fuller, 2nd Battalion, 7th Marines, Mobile Assault Platoon 1. Tell me what was the hardest part about transitioning from
3: Marine to civilian for you?
0: Well I've had two major issues after I got out. One, me and my wife did separate for a little bit and it was uh, a trip out to see uh, Bowden that I realized that I held on to a lot of stuff, you know, even outside of just the military stuff, even in my personal life, it was stuff i I'd, I'd hold on to and then I'd remember it and it'd bring back, you know, even the like the petty little stuff that, you know, when you're in a marriage and it doesn't really, you know, it's just something you should just let go and not worry about. I was holding on to that and it was building and building and building. And it was, it's the same with, while well, I was in the military and it was when I was talking with uh, Bowden when we were taking a trip out to see him, that I realized that you know I need to actually start letting this stuff go, and uh, it worked great. You know we got back together. You know we had that six-month break in there, but we were still working together as parents and everything. We never had any issues there. You know, I think the second biggest one was after I started my the job I'm at now, and if I get frustrated with something, I had no problem showing my temper and frustration, and it scared people a little bit. You know, just because they're not used to that kind of. You know, where, you know, guys that I'm with, it's like, you know, they just would expect that and be normal, but, you know, out there, it's like, you know, it's shunned upon. Yeah, I I mean, overall, I feel
3: really blessed that I feel comparatively I I didn't have a lot of challenges. The the current challenge I I still struggle with, probably the most, is just kind of learn how to tone down uh, the aggressiveness and the, Kind of was encouraged in the Marine Corps, and that you really needed to to survive. Um, but um, definitely with my wife, uh, she she likes to tell me that I'm a little bit too harsh sometimes, and and uh, and, and she's right. So I, I don't always realize it. Even um, it's not directed at her necessarily, even, but um, uh, just learn learning how to try to tone that down and and make sure that that I'm speaking in a manner that that would be expected now. Uh, trying to get my life together after I got out.
1: Uh, I was homeless for a while, um, lived in a shelter for about five months. Uh, you know, struggled with uh, alcohol abuse pretty, pretty bad. And then realized I needed to make some changes, otherwise nothing was ever gonna get better. That was probably for me one of the biggest things, trying to cope with What I had seen and done and all that and trying to get my life more organized and less uh, stressful i had been living with family. Uh, I lived with my grandmother for uh, almost two years. I took care of her and When she had passed away she had left me the as the executor of her will while I was in my mother was diagnosed with stage 4 pancreas cancer Mm. um, which was misdiagnosed initially as appendicitis So she had passed and I dealt with all that and then my grandmother passed and because I was so focused on taking care of her and making sure all of that stuff was was taken care of, it ultimately kind of had an impact on me because I was too focused on trying to worry about other people instead of trying to take care of myself like at all. Like I just threw myself into everything else to not address my own problems that I was, I needed to address.
5: 2007, left in January. We got hit on bridge 286, which was on MSR Mobile, 800 meters away from Fab Riviera. Then we got hit by 3,000 pounds of explosives. Dump truck came underneath the bridge. As soon as he got underneath, he detonated, blowing the bridge to smithereens. And there was eight Marines, or eight, eight guys on there. There was seven Marines and one corpsman. Six of us had to get medevaced out of Iraq for further uh, surgeries and therapy. And it's been 12 years now and I've got a corpsman that's still in a vegetated state today.
4: What's been one of the hardest things for you about uh, that transition from Marine Corps to civilian life? Uh, To
5: be quite honest, I don't think I fully transitioned into the civilian world. And I don't think any of us will ever will.
0: Okay.
5: Um, Like I said, it, it took a long time for me to realize that we are a very small part of society that has seen and done above and beyond and it's kind of hard to transition fully back into the civilian world. There's things that we can kind of cope and adapt with and and become part of society again, but I don't see myself as a civilian. I still see myself as that leader, as that sheepdog, that front runner, Uh, even though I can't do a lot of the things that I used to, but I can still help out in
4: in several different ways. So for me personally, trans- transitioning out of the Marine Corps um, was a little bit darker than some of the other guys'. I was under kind of a stigma and a black flag, a little black cloud. I started dealing with my PTSD and my alcoholism. I felt cut out from the unit, um, no longer a part of it. The hardest part of transition was, was doing it alone. I felt like I was doing it alone because I couldn't call any of my friends because I was under the impression that they all hated me. So my transition was, was fairly dark because I came back home to Texas, um, didn't have much of a support system. Uh, had a lot of guilt. I didn't understand, you know, why I was feeling the way I felt about certain things, and having a real hard time finding, finding a mission. I was doing the VA thing, going to all my appointments, going to the group sessions, and just was not, could not find where I was supposed to be.
2: It was that lack of structure, um, that lack of uh, consistency and routine. Um, I mean, when I got out within the first two weeks I I, I hit rock bottom. And uh, I had to experience something that, that really shook me to my core um, to really make me realize that there there's 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 something out there with a greater purpose and, and um I need to find what that purpose was.
1: Face down in the desert now is a cage. my hands can't reach that far i'm made for rivalry i can never take the world alone i know that in my weakness i am strong but it's you love that
4: brings me home
0: what thing or things did
4: you do to try to rise above some of the challenges that you have um i mean originally i really gave my wholehearted effort and 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 belief into what i was my my treatment plan that I'd had, I was on a lot of medications and going to, to all my sessions, and it, things weren't getting better. So I ended up getting off the medications and trying to find alternative help. Um, I look, luckily, um, I live in Texas, and there are a ton of organizations. I, I had a caseworker who's who's a social worker, um, you know, get me get me set up with the right kind of therapist. I got a uh, financial advisor like uh, like three financial advisement sessions where we sat down and went over you know what I was making what I had coming in what my expenditure was and helped me kind of create try to create a better way of spending my money I'm still not the best at it
0: there's a couple of veterans that you know Air Force Marine Corps you know Army vets that uh, you know after they felt you know after a couple of years of working there and they felt comfortable talking to me about you know uh, now they looked at me and they're like, you know, you might want to go and talk to somebody and get some help. You know, because, um, you know, if I get frustrated, you know, it's like I just, I still had that temper and that, you know, frustration. And and, and so finally, you know, after a little bit of listening to it and talking it over with the wife, I ended up finally going and seeking help with the VA and everything. So, I mean, it, it took a while. And especially that same help, I mean, when I got out, it wasn't, uh... Something that um, it was shunned upon, you know, like PTSD was a, it was a bad label. It wasn't something that uh, you wanted, on I me mean, to even acknowledge that you had. So, um, fortunately nowadays it's not that. And I had coworkers, family, and everybody helping me through it. So. Fortunately, my wife and my kids have helped me through a lot of it, and I was able to talk with uh, my wife on a lot of it. it. Helped me through, you know, adjusting back to the way things, you know, the way, where I'm at now, I
3: guess, you know. For me, I've always relied a lot on my faith. Um, I believe that Jesus came to earth to die for our sins, and my whole life is, is just filled with the purpose of trying to bring Him glory and honor. Uh, he created me. I, I have no right to expect anything else. Um, so, so kind of with that little bit different worldview than a lot of guys have and kind of the confidence that ultimately if, if, if I'm to pass away or get killed in the war or whatever uh, I knew where I was going um, and I wasn't scared of that so Kind of gave me that confidence and ability to to cope uh, with kind of the the traumatic experiences that we had. This life isn't inside my own control. It's not something that that it's following my plan. It's part of God's plan for my life. So um, so that's really helped me kind of be able to deal with deal with the different stressors and stuff that we had. For me, I ended up. Uh, while I was at the shelter, I was getting treatment,
1: you know, because it's sober living. so you know, drugs and alcohol, like for anybody, it was only for combat vet. well, it was only for vets, uh, most of which were combat vets. Had to go to multiple groups a day, learn different therapy techniques and whatnot to address my issues. And I started going to the VA a lot more to really dive into what my problems were, uh, stuff from childhood, stuff from, you know, being an adult. And then, you know, from everything overseas and all that, uh, getting all that kind of sorted out and trying to make sense of it so I wasn't just hanging on to these these straws and, and trying to find a way to go ahead and let things go, so to say, and not try and hang on for dear life and just white knuckle who I was. Like when I was in the Marine Corps, and, and just keep that as like my, my the only thing I can offer, yeah. and gradually
4: find that there's actually a whole lot more. It took about it took about three years before I came to terms with what had happened while I was in the circumstances behind you know my leaving the Marine Corps, and subsequently you know finding a direction and a path in life, which led me to art school uh, to get my photography and film degree, led me to uh, working in executive production and private security for for a short term. Eventually, I got into bladesmithing smithing, more blade and engraving, more therapy, and since then it's turned into a business.
1: When I go to bars and stuff, like I'll find guys, and they're like, "Oh, I'm a marine," and I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, sure." And at first, I won't believe them, and I'll ask, I'm like, "Okay, well, who are you with? What's your MOS?" You know, I'll run through a gambit of questions to verify that they're actually who they say. And there's two things everybody knows about us, like. We kicked ass in Iraq and Afghanistan, and they, unfortunately, our units had quite a few suicides. I mean, I've been there, I've done, I've sat there, I've had a gun in my mouth. I've consequently (laughs) given my firearms to family members to hold them when I'm at those low points, and I found a way to get myself through it, you know, through a good support system, going through through the VA and addressing some of the issues I need to do. And at the end of the day, like, that's all that matters. I'm never going to be perfect. I'm never going to be, you know, the best or or whatever the case is. But as long as I'm, I'm pushing forward a little bit each day, that's all I can ask for. Like, I'll take two steps backwards one day, but the next day I'll try for three. I'll try and get three steps forward. That way I'm still ahead of where I was. That's all I care about. As long as I'm a little bit better, that's that's all I need. That's, that's all anyone can ever ask for, just a little bit better. Victory doesn't go to the perfect. It goes to the persistence. Exactly. Oh,
5: exactly. Dude. My guys. My guys. The ones that aren't here and then the ones that are still here that kind of need that motivation, that inspiration to kind of get them to stop feeling that self-pity, that self-guilt yeah. that we all carry for one reason or another. I give them... Hope. I give them inspiration. And this is why I do the things that I do. It's not for me, it's for everybody else. Hmm. Because if I can do it, then I know they can do it. And if we can do it together, then we will maximize the effectiveness and help others. And helping others is what's really been keeping me going. Because I know there's somebody else that's in the worst place than I am that may or may not be able to do the things that I do, so I do it for them.
4: But it was it was it was really allowing people to help me try to get reoriented because when i was doing it myself being stubborn i was running into that wall trying trying to scale that 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 cliff that i just fallen down to get back to where i was um that's a great analogy that we we got this weekend and um and i didn't bother to to look behind me or look to my left and right and realize that i could could move this way. And it was having other people, all those organizations and support elements around me. So it's not, I don't, I don't ever feel that it's It's one of those like hop to jump and go kind of deals. It's not gonna happen in a short amount of time. You know, I still see count, I still go to counselors on a regular basis. Uh, I do therapy. So I'm still, I'm still personally working at trying to make sure I get my life on a track where I want to be. So it's, a, it's an ongoing
2: uh, mission. Um, I need to find what that purpose was and, and so for me, it was, it was my faith. Um, faith was, was the one thing that, that really drove me um, to, to, to come to know um, God, for one, um, and have a personal relationship and, 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 you know, and trust in Him and let Him lead me. And uh, from there, it was, um, after a few years, I stepped foot inside the VA. Okay. And uh, for me, um, it took me a long time to, to go there, about six years. But when I first stepped inside, that—that uh, that was home. Um, it was walking those halls and walls and, and talking with those guys and those gals that share that same um, same passion, same same mission. And you know, it's not every day that you can walk those same halls and walls and, and share your story yeah. uh, with someone that that truly gets it and understands you. Um, and when I found that. Uh, I said, you know i'm I'm gonna be here. Uh, I'm gonna make this my my mission my purpose. I just wanted to do everything I can in, in honor of of my guys of two yeah. seven to continue that legacy of, right, of yeah. leaving something greater um, within the the name of two seven. And so um, to where I'm at today, I mean i I, I go around and advocate and and, and speak with um, with veterans all across the world, share my story. Um, and, and now working with uh, the national office of uh, the VA, um, telling veterans about asking them you know, to really think what is their mission in life, what is their purpose, what do they live for, and, and, and really coaching them and being that mentor to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think every, every person ever needs a mentor and, and someone to be there for them and, and, and always take that moment to, to tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, what's going on brother, How, how's life, you know, and and, and really just, um, just be there for them, you know. Some guys come back and they
5: can find their purpose within the first three months, and some guys it takes three years, some guys it takes 30 years. Fortunately for me, it didn't take me too, too long, but once I found that purpose, then it just snowballed from there and things just started to fall into place. And one thing led to another and doors opened and windows opened and I kicked down a couple of things, you know? Yeah, we're not in that same battle. We're not in that same fight anymore, but the fight is still going on and there's still plenty to be done Hmm. and our jobs are not done. So we have a constant obligation and responsibility to continue that. And like I said, I did kind of hit a downfall for about a good eight, nine months where, you know, it was the domino effect. Things just kind of went downhill and then I hit rock bottom. Hmm. Once I got to that rock bottom, you know, I, I had some time to think and I was like, what, what are we doing? What route are we going and what path are we taking? And I got back with God and I found my new purpose.